You're listening to Rainbow Baby, a podcast documenting a journey of pregnancy after loss. I'm your host, Taylor Bates. In May 2018, my first child, Ellis, was stillborn at 31 weeks for unknown reasons. In the depths of unimaginable grief, my husband Hunter and I knew we wanted to try again. Since then, we've experienced new pregnancies and more loss. We're still hoping for a rainbow baby, which is defined as a baby born subsequent to a miscarriage, stillbirth, or the death of an infant from natural causes. I want to share my story with you because life after pregnancy loss can be so isolating. You'll also hear conversations with others who have walked this path before me. This episode will tell the story of my first son, Ellis's stillbirth, and why rainbows have become so special to us. I've also included a two-minute guided meditation at the end for any of you who might need a moment of peace and mindfulness in your day. As a yoga teacher and a mother who understands the anxiety of pregnancy after loss, I plan to include these mindful moments in future episodes as well. I hope you enjoy. The first rainbow appeared the day Ellis was stillborn. It was a partly cloudy Sunday afternoon, and I was home alone enjoying time to research strollers and collaborate with friends to send out our baby shower invitations that evening. I started to become aware that Ellis wasn't moving on his normal schedule. I attempted to stir him by drinking ice water and laying on my side. Nothing worked. Hunter was out of town on a work trip, so I called my doula, who calmly told me to meet her at the hospital. Though I had a feeling something was wrong, I tried to convince myself otherwise, and spent the 20-minute drive attempting to fend off panic by breathing and listening to music. By the time I got to the hospital, None of the on-call staff seemed alarmed by my visit. I guess it's pretty normal for pregnant women not to feel their babies move. The administrator entered my information into the computer, and I anxiously waited to see a nurse. Finally, they gave me a hospital gown to change into and assign me a bed. The nurse used a fetal Doppler to search for the baby's heartbeat. She couldn't find it. My own heartbeat was being monitored, and the racing beep of my pulse filled the room. I couldn't speak. The nurse couldn't make eye contact with me. She gently commented about how sometimes it can be hard to find the heartbeat. She left the room to get a doctor, who used an ultrasound machine to confirm what I already knew. There was no heartbeat but my own. This moment severed my life like a bolt of lightning piercing space with a deafening clap of thunder to signal that a storm was directly overhead. I was blinded by this flash and left in an obscured reality where past and future ceased to exist. I wailed. There were no windows in the triage room, but unbeknownst to me, a severe thunderstorm was pummeling the ground outside. My doula called my mom to come to the hospital, and the heavy rains forced my parents to drive well below the speed limit on the highway. I've thought about this storm many times, how nature seemed to coincide with what was happening. Was this storm just for me? Did the gravity of my loss somehow manifest it? Then there was the rainbow. My sister-in-law, Morgan, saw it on her drive home from the hospital to take care of our dog, Zelda. She snapped a picture and later shared it with me, proof that something magical had happened. Again, I thought, Was this rainbow somehow just for us? 
I have other friends who've experienced loss and have their own special signs. One friend has found yellow BBs for years since her husband died. Another friend, whose baby died shortly after birth, has a special connection with butterflies. I wondered if I would get my own sign, if Ellis would find a way to talk with me. During that first week after we came home from the hospital, I clung to the picture of the rainbow in my phone, continuously looking back at it. The rainbow became my symbol of hope, that somehow Ellis was still with us and that someday we would get our rainbow baby. Let me be clear, seeing a rainbow did not redeem Ellis's death or my grief. Going through a C-section to give birth to a baby we already knew was dead was the worst experience of my life, but somehow we made it through. Even in the darkest situation, light found its way in, through the beauty of nature and the people who surrounded us with love and compassion. In the gravity of this darkness, the rainbow gave me hope that I could still see beauty, which seemed impossible at the time. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John 1, 5. In June, a month after Ellis was stillborn, we took him back up to Enchanted Rock. This time, instead of carrying him in my belly, Hunter carried Ellis in a tiny silver urn tucked away in his backpack. I thought about how just three months before we came here for our baby moon, so excited to learn Ellis's gender that was concealed in an envelope we opened on top of the rock. We found the same spot where we were before. Hunter and I each wrote letters to Ellis and asked our immediate family members to do so as well. We took turns reading them aloud and then said a prayer. We opened the bag containing Ellis's ashes and held it together, letting the strong breeze gently and swiftly carry him away. Just before the bag was nearly empty, the cloud-covered sky transformed. A hole opened up in perfect alignment with the sun, bathing us in its warmth like a spotlight from heaven. This moment was undeniably extraordinary. Just as his ashes were gone, the clouds closed back up and blanketed the gray sky. I've never experienced nature so dramatically aligning with my present narrative. Later that evening, we drove into Fredericksburg to pick up some dinner. We had to wait about 20 minutes for our order and stopped to get some gas. We parked and waited outside and suddenly noticed a rainbow forming in the partly cloudy sky. It hadn't even rained that day. We watched as the rainbow slowly grew from one to two, a double rainbow flaunting its full spectrum of color. We could not believe it. Were these interventions from God? Was it Ellis's spirit? His name means light of God. Yet when I ponder these events, they are not miraculous by the definition of the word. Clouds open up all day, every day, and rainbows are easily explained by science. So what made them magical for us? I've since wondered if this is where God works, and the gap between naturally occurring events and our witness to them, where they become transformed into something mystical and inexplicable. Two incredible moments in one day, one of the most magical days of my life. We experienced intense grief and melancholy, but also joy, wonder, and hope. 
Perhaps God is in the gap between grief and hope, too. After the magical day in Enchanted Rock, I started seeing rainbows on a regular basis. It's like all of a sudden I had on rainbow-colored glasses. I saw them in the sprinklers on my morning walks with Zelda, and they were also on trend, appearing in product campaigns and my social media feed. Every time I worried I'd stop seeing them, a rainbow would show up in a new form, like on a road sign or on a clothing item. Then other people started seeing them too and sharing them with me. What you pay attention to grows. I realize you might have a hard time relating to all this. After much contemplation, I've accepted that rainbows aren't necessarily that special. Again, they occur regularly and can easily be explained by science. This is true for all the special experiences we've had since Ellis died. They feel out of body, otherworldly, divine, magical, and also regular. My favorite definition of a miracle is from Marianne Williamson. She says simply, a miracle is a shift in perception. For me, this was being able to see light, experience joy, express gratitude, and make my own meaning out of a seemingly meaningless event. That is a miracle. Every time I see a rainbow, I feel a spark of joy and gratitude, and a sense of being present with the spirit that animated Ellis, the same spirit that animates all things. If you see a rainbow, you might think about Ellis and experience a little miracle yourself. How does that shift in perception change the way you feel? A loved one gave us a small rainbow ornament for Ellis this Christmas. The tag on the ornament described a rainbow as a bridge between heaven and earth. I had never heard this before. It was a reminder for me that heaven is here now, always accessible to us. When we surrender to our true nature, divine spirits and fragile human bodies, we can see both our own brokenness and our divinity reflected in the world around us. In this place of vulnerability, we can develop a greater sense of empathy and compassion, no longer seeing ourselves as separate. This transformation of consciousness, from ego to spirit, is our bridge between heaven and earth. This story about Ellis's rainbows does not capture the magnitude of grief I experienced after his death. It tells the reason why the term rainbow baby became so important to us. We knew the first rainbow we saw was a sign that someday, in one way or another, we would be given our rainbow baby. That is the focus of this podcast, to share the story of our journey to a rainbow baby. We'll end this episode with a two-minute guided meditation. Find yourself in a comfortable seated position, either in a chair or on the floor. Gently close your eyes and begin to notice your breath. On an inhale, let your belly expand. And on an exhale, slowly release your breath. Start to visualize yourself walking outside along the main street of a charming, small town. It's a partly cloudy day 
and the temperature is perfect. Not too warm or too cool. There is a gentle breeze and you can hear the birds chirping from the trees lining the street. You look up at the sky and notice a rainbow beginning to form. You watch in wonder as the colors become more vibrant. You have nowhere else to be but present. The rainbow ever so slowly begins to grow as if it were being painted across the sky. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and violet. You watch in awe, aware only of your breath and the colors expanding across the sky. You begin to notice that there is not just one but two rainbows, forming a magnificent double rainbow across the sky. You breathe and gaze at the wonder of creation. Begin to gently flutter your eyes open and carry this presence with you throughout the rest of your day. I hope this episode was meaningful for you. If you'd like to connect with me, please visit taylorashleybates.com. I love getting emails from those of you out there who resonate with my story. When I hear from you, it reminds me that none of us are alone in this journey. Please share this podcast with anyone you know who is walking through life after pregnancy loss, whether they are trying to conceive, currently pregnant, or parenting after loss. Until next time, I'm Taylor Bates. Thank you so much for listening.